Welcome to the Haunted Hacker podcast number, I don't know, Jonathan, what uh, what number do you want to give it? Anything between 120 and 130? Okay, uh, I'll take I'll take 120. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. I'll just take 120. <laughs> awesome. So um, a little bit of news before we get started. Um, speaking in Cyprus next week to the Cyprus uh, National Security Conference. Also doing the Cyber Prevent Intervention Workshop for the London Met Police. Um, other than that, no big news. Um, other than I just got situated in a new home, so the studio will be built out soon. And the Haunted Hacker one-year anniversary starts in, on October 20th, or October 30th, I mean. Um, and it goes from the 30th to the 31st until noon on the 31st, so a 24-hour podcast, which would be kind of epic. Um, other than that, no big news. Everything seems pretty quiet these days for the most part. Uh, today we have Jonathan Scott. Um, a lot of you know him as Data. Um, he is was the number one ranked hacker in the U.S. Uh, and also a colleague of mine on a podcast venture with Casper. Um, so great to have you, Jonathan. I'm, I'm glad you uh, jumped on the show and I get to spend a little bit of time with you, get to know you, and uh, let the people out there get to know you as well. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey and who you are and, and you know, what you're doing in, in cybersecurity. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So my name is Jonathan. I, uh, you know, I've been a security engineer for, uh, going on 12, 12, 13 years now, um, 35. Uh, my, I, I actually didn't start off as a, I didn't start off as a, um, a, a trained, um, you know, computer scientist or, or, or computer engineer at all. I have a degree in, in philosophy from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And then uh, probably, I think, I think like eight or nine years later, I went back to get a master's in computer science. And, uh, you know, but, but by that time, I'd already, I'd already been, um, you know, working as a security engineer for a bunch of different firms. And, uh, and so I think, I think in that sense, it really helped me um, maybe not to be, too indoctrinated maybe and kind of i i think maybe that's just my justification of <laughs> like it helped me so much more you know but uh uh yeah i so, so i went back and got my master's in, in computer science and i started on my doctorate in computer science and um so i'm, I'm pursuing that currently and uh i just been i've been hacking since i was since i was a kid like i guess since i was eight years old uh started started hacking um and uh, i know it's kind of like a typical age right when you hear people like i started when i was like but but i mean i don't know what, what it is with that age but that's just here's a computer on dad said you can fix it you can have it and then that's the end of the story you know that's all she wrote so. exactly i think it's a curiosity a lot that um drives us towards it because i started about the same age eight or nine years old um little yeah. professor calculator was uh, was my first attempt I actually have one sitting over here. Um, so we have a, a, a lot in common, actually. Um, so you went to school in Knoxville. I actually live in Chattanooga now. Um, yeah. And you, you actually live in Texas, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I live uh, right outside of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. So I, I kind of grew up in Texas. I grew up in Houston. I've lived in Dallas and all over the state. Oh, yeah. um, it's pretty cool. Uh, so how does one reach the status of number one hacker in America. That, that's a pretty big title. Yeah, that is. It is. Uh, 
I get asked that a lot, like, you know, cite your sources or whatnot. But uh, yeah, so so HackerOne is probably the most uh, well-known bug bounty platform in the world. And uh, so, I mean, I had been on it since I got on it in 2020, um, kind of went, did a few things. Uh, uh, actually, it was funny. I didn't even realize uh, until like a few weeks ago, my, my ranking back then um and, or you know and uh, i posted on my twitter feed i, I said wow I, I just found this and it was i won't probably wasn't even really impressive but it was like um uh, uh like most or up and coming or something like that it was the number one spotlight for that but but so the number one hacker in the u.s was um so every 90 days they have this uh essentially like um you know a, a point system like how many bugs you find and you get points for them and uh, so for the, for for this entire ninety day period of uh, I believe it was um, yeah, I think it yeah it was, it was last last quarter so uh, all so July August September so yeah July August September uh, I, I held the, the number one spot in the U S for um, you know the most uh, you know vulnerabilities found and um, you know so, so on the leaderboards on Hacker One Hacker One dot com forward slash leaderboard then you click on that 90 day period, you'll see me there. And then uh, it was four, number four in the world uh, until I was exiled, until I was kicked out of HackerOne, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but what's funny is it's really interesting. Like for, almost, actually I was kicked out after like a month and a half of that 90 day period, but for the rest of the 90 day period, I still maintained number one, no one could catch up. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and I'm mean, not to say, I mean, I don't want it to seem like, you know, boastful. I, I just, you know, I, I thought it was funny that they kicked me out trying to kind of prove a point, but yet I still remained that they couldn't kick me out, I suppose, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's I, mean, you got yeah. it. I mean, that's something to be proud of. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about boasting. Not many people can, can, can uh, say that they were number one hacker in the U.S., and that, that bug bounty program, if I'm not mistaken, there was a kid who was probably in his early teens that at one point was making millions of dollars off of bug bounties. And I think that he was part of the, the Hacker One group, um, you know, in that competition. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, I never really got into the, the whole bug bounty thing, although security research and, and I was focused on a lot of VoIP hacking for a very long time. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably before we even had those, those bug bounty platforms. Um, but yeah, so we were talking just recently on uh, Clubhouse, which is really odd to me. Like Clubhouse, I still haven't got the whole handle of that thing. Um, yeah. But we were talking about the, the iOS um, vulnerability that you found. Why don't you tell us a little right. bit about that vulnerability and, and how things are going with that vulnerability now? Yeah, so... Uh, wow, which which I'm like which owner, but <laughs> I mean they, there's clearly there's so many. But um, uh, you know I I actually want to if you don't mind, I'll speak about the, the latest one um, sure. that I found um, and I disclosed. Um, so this is this is actually a really big issue with uh, what I found was with an open source um, code review and how open source code review is, is essentially not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I posted was uh, just recently in iOS 15.0.2, um, I was reversing the code 
Uh, so I I um I unpacked the the IPSW and then I and then I un then I unpacked a DMG inside of it. Now, uh, inside of that that DMG. So so I was doing this because I'm I'm going to be teaching a uh, um a, a course in in Bahrain uh, for uh you know ethical uh, forensic uh, data extraction, and uh, and so what I was doing was I was actually pulling data string, you know, data strings out uh, of this, um, uh, from the DMG that I had unpacked. And I found, uh, and I found an HTTP address, HTTPS address that was calling back to ISO.org. Now, I don't know why I hadn't seen it before because I had extracted these URLs uh, previously, but this one kind of stood out to me a little bit more uh, because of the way it was formed. So it, it was a URL, not specifically a URI. Right. And so so this was very interesting to me that, that why is well, it ends up this this URL was actually in, in a code comment in an open source in, in an open source table that uh, that was essentially calling back country codes. And uh, um, yeah, it was calling back country. It's a country code table to, so you can you know see the name like U.S., United States, you know, CA, Canada. Right. Here's the issue. This. Uh, this link was actually bypassing a paywall from ISO.org and going straight to the back door, allowing you to actually uh, pull up all of this data that's behind a paywall, right? Right. Well, the issue that gets even deeper there is because not, not only did it expose a vulnerability, like that initial vulnerability within ISO, which mm. I'm, which I'm, gonna say they didn't know because the code wasn't actually written by uh, iso.org they, they didn't provide that code to these developers um and this is just like this is code that's been like circling around like the open source community since 2009 mm -hmm. okay and no one's checked it at all and what it ended up happening is uh like nested inside of these directories is a giant verbose user list of 10,000 ISO customers uh, and their, so their usernames, their email addresses, first names and last names, verbose in a giant table, wow. literally in a giant table. So, uh, so now I, I'm, uh, I'm just like, wait, you gotta be kidding me. Like who didn't check this? Like, 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 even, even, you know, so, so of course I, I, you know, I contacted Apple. I did, you know, did the disclosure thing on like, you know, generally if you follow my tweets, I don't like to do that because I don't want to be bound by NDAs, mm -hmm. but I don't accept, I don't accept bounties. It's not my, my thing. I, and if, it, if they are going to give a balance, I don't accept bounties for myself. Right. I, I actually, I always ask if you're going to give me a bounty, send it to charity water. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if, and I don't, uh, I don't want a CBE assigned to me at all. Uh, assign it to uh, assign it to the community uh, is what is what I uh, what I it's just my ethos um, you know uh, but but I want to mention that so that that people you know you're gonna get a bounty I won't personally it's not what I'm after um, but but so so that's the the big thing that actually happened yesterday and well there was people arguing with me and saying this is not Apple's fault this is I ISO's the ISO.org's fault and and I'm over here like well. But there's a paywall, and nobody checked that. Nobody knew about the pay. So you bypass the paywall, and that's I. So, 
and then it was and some some guy some like like some like infosec guy he's like i've only been in here for two months in infosec and i can guarantee you that that's not apple's fault that's iso's fault and this is and they were and there was and he said something about like like security through uh through uh security through obscurity and i'm like i'm sorry of where did what is going on? How is this security? What are they trying to hide with a paywall? You know what I'm saying? You got a paywall. What? What's? The, what's the obscure part of this? Right. Uh, and I, I was like, and I wasn't trying to be a dick or anything. You know, I was just. I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand where you get that from. I'm willing to talk to you about. I mean, he's clearly right. you know new. I don't want to discourage anyone, but uh, I, I mean, I, uh, you know, at least. I, he said he was new otherwise I, I probably would have been like he said something like snide like <laughs> but anyways ten, so, so currently right now as of today mm. as of as of October 22nd at this time uh, there's 10,000 uh, users still exposed at this point <laughs> all of their information PII is leaking um, there's there's a couple of media uh, uh, that, that picked it up and they're writing articles about it but um uh, and of course, I, I disclosed to ISO as well, uh, mm-hmm. all the messages and everything. But uh, yes, yeah, ten thousand people just hanging out there. Thank you, Apple, for letting us all. It's not Apple's fault, though. Of course not. Of course not. You know, forget the paywall. You know what I forget find the is paywall. A, yeah. <laughs> what I find is a lot of people in infosec, uh, and especially like the broader community, don't really understand vulnerability disclosure or vulnerability vulnerability research. And right. they don't understand what goes into it and, and what mechanisms you're trying to either test or see if you can expand on. And one thing I've noticed with, with Apple and with a lot of uh, like Amazon and like Alexa and, and those types of things, there seems to always be an excuse behind what we find, whether right. it be, oh, well, you know, we listen for ambient noises in the background or, you know, <laughs> all kinds of data is dumped everywhere and there's, it becomes a feature. Uh, and oh, never no, don't get that. me started. Don't get me started on the feature. <laughs> my, first, my first vulnerability that, that I reported to Juniper, um, it was a small router. And the router was dumping the internal IP structure publicly. And when I reported okay. to Juniper, Juniper said, Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's not a vulnerability. That's a feature of the router. And oh, I thought, wait no. a minute, you're giving away my internal IP structure as a feature? Feature to who? Somebody on the other end? So I don't get that. T- tell me about the, the issues you have, like reporting vulnerabilities, because I, I know, especially dealing with Apple, yeah. must run into a lot of pushback. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, this will lead me into the other Apple disclosures that I've been having. All right, so... Uh, you know, the, in 2020, I reported a vulnerability to Apple that they said, this is a non-issue, but um, essentially I was able to like, uh, you know, take over my, my own device through a web browser and then expose all of my information uh, through a web browser. Like, so, so let's, and people, all right, so this is where it gets, I, I mean, I'm gonna be as basic as possible. All right, we have a computer. Let's take a Mac, we're, we're on a Mac. And we plug in our phone to the Mac, right? We're at Starbucks. It's typical, right? We're charging our phone. Right. Uh, and then when we plug in our phone, it says, you know, trust the computer, right? Okay, mm-hmm. no problem, right? Because that's what happens. 
because yes, that's the you know USB MUX daemon. So we do that, and we only have to do it once. We don't have to do it many times because that's the way the protocol works, right? Mm. You have a trusted connection, right? And so the issue is, is that well, let's just say that you're running a web server in the background because you're a web developer. Which web developers go to Starbucks all the time, right?、Mm-hmm. And you know they work from home. They work, you know, they're they're freelancers, whatever. And so what I I I was just surfing the web and scanning everything at Starbucks one day, and I was like, hmm, well, this is really interesting、um, because I can see several of these web devs have, you know, their exposed,、uh, you know, MAMP address. I can tell they were using MAMP. I was scanning like everything and. And I, you know, I was doing, you know, just literally like I could see which services were running everywhere、uh, because we're all in the same network. And I'm like, wow, this is really dangerous、um, because since I can see the name of that computer, right? Let's just call it、uh, localhost,、uh, and they're running on on eighty eighty, right?、Uh, what I can do is I can actually do a reverse、uh, a, a reverse connection, essentially. Like、uh, I can. Or, or I not, I can create it. I can create, like to say, a, a website,、mm-hmm. and embed. I can embed Bash into a Java into、um, a job in JavaScript that will call system functions from the computer,、mm-hmm. and and force you know things to happen on on the computer if I wanted to, or on a phone that's connected. So I, I chose a phone. So 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 here's essentially the like the breakdown, which is.、Uh, Is it? It's a remote. It's a remote code execution that I have shown.、Uh, many people are on board with it. There's probably like eight people that are just trolls and don't. They're not on board with it. Right.、Um, but you know. But essentially, what happens is, so your、uh, listen, you know, your、uh, your phone's connected to your computer, and I send you a, a malicious website、um, through AirDrop,、mm. and that that malicious website,、uh, I say, hey, you know, click on this picture of a puppy. And then once you click on that picture of a puppy, of course you're still connected to your computer. You're still on a trusted connection. At this point, your phone wipes. It just data, it just data wipes, and you have no idea why. But what's happening is, I'm calling your own local host that's that's available, and I'm telling that local host、uh, to to perform a, a wipe because a, a data wipe because Apple has. You know, has this built in. You know, we could use Apple Script, or we could use you know、uh, Apple Configurator Two. We could use a, a command, literally like a, a two, you know, CFG util erase. Well, it'll erase your phone even if there's a passcode lock, even if there is a,、um, even if there is a, a,、um, uh, you know, an iCloud on there. It's going to wipe your whole phone out. Now, so so here's the thing. Now, because I'm not trusted. With that, with that、uh, device, they have to actually accept the airdrop. But、mm. if you have a picture of a puppy on there,、mm. I mean, who's not going to click it, right? Okay, a little social engineering there, right? A little、mm. bit of social engineering, but it's very possible. So it's a it's a, a watering hole attack, right?、Yeah. So right, definitely possible at at, at an office, right?、Mm. You know, screw, screw everybody. I'm not saying all of y'all picture of a puppy. See what happens, <laughs> you know? And、uh, exactly, so. So、um, in this sense, you know, I am I am performing a remote code execution、uh, because I'm executing code by sending you, even though it's your it's on your own machine, I'm still、mm. executing it without your consent. So this is a really big issue. And and、uh, so when I reported this to Apple, they of course 2020, they're like, no, 
Yeah. It, this is it's not it's not an issue. But so so I like all right. So let's go a little bit deeper. And so I I've had uh, you know two two RCE demos and and the other one was so I call these vulnerabilities true trust vulnerabilities and I mm-hmm. and I, and uh, and because that's that's what they are and and uh, you know you have every authority to execute uh, whatever um, whatever service that the kernel uh, can you know has access to you have every you have every right to do that right if it's you so I'm essentially I'm spoofing you right mm-hmm. or, or i'm forcing i'm forcing you into something that you didn't agree to and you can't stop it that's the problem mm-hmm. like once this the wipe has executed that's it yeah right it's over. right so yes we are completely trusted and and people are saying so you're already trusted and you're using open source tools because because i showed i was using libi mobile device mm-hmm. to, to to pull information like enumerate like imeis things like that that's it's fine i mean you know open source tool um, but, uh, but the, the point was, is that, yeah, you are fully trusted and I'm doing this without your consent. The other one that I showed was, all right, let's just say we're at, we're at home. Mm. Wife gets mad. She's a techie, whatever it is. Uh, and she's like, all right, I'm gonna send you a picture through airdrop. And we're both trusted on the, mm. you know, we're both trusted on the same host. I can, she can just literally send me that airdrop and wipe me out. Like, boom, like, there's no trust. Like, there's like literally no trust. That's done. Like, and, and so, so I showed like, look, I don't have to press okay because I, I've already trusted, you know, we're already trusted on the same, on the same network and on the same host. Um, that's a, more of a targeted attack. Maybe, right. a, you know, a spouse, you know, someone said, uh, you know, it's, it's a good way to 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 uh, spy on your spouse. See if she's up to them tricks. You know, they said see if she's up to them tricks. And uh, I thought that was a funny that was a funny comment. But awesome. um, but yeah, so these are real things. You know, um, I, and uh, you know, not only is it just Apple, but this is the same thing with with Android. Google. So essentially, I'm I'm yeah yeah exactly. So I am abusing the trust that we have in our devices, and this is a really tough. Uh, Thing to solve too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so. I, I think there was so with Android. Um, I did a little proof of concept when I was in uh, the UK. And I, I stood up a, I spun up a AWS server, create a web server, and I hosted my own APK. And on the okay. APK, um, I called it Cyberpunk 2077, like mm-hmm. it was an actual game for somebody's phone, like you know, Cyberpunk, whatever. I had two thousand downloads in less than twenty four hours. And just as many reverse shells from those downloads. Oh, wow! So oh, yeah, I mean, right. you can imagine. Right. You can imagine. You get you get geolocation, you get SMS, mm-hmm. you get call logs, you get everything. And yes. so you brought up an interesting point about plugging the phone into the laptop because that becomes a trusted connection. So all you need is access to the laptop, and you have access to the phone because it's well, trusted. Yeah, right, and not even well. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, uh, not even access to the laptop, right? You, you need to know how to scan a network, right? right. And, and then and understand. Drop it. That's it. That's it. Drop it into the script, and mm-hmm. and and then airdrop. You know, drop the drop the local host address into your script, and then send the payload through airdrop, and that's it. Like it's literally a scan of the network. You know, it's it is a local. You know, it's a local uh, host attack. Or excuse me, a local network attack. 
but but either way, you know, it's I believe it's still valid. It's, it's not been patched. It's not been even considered even like all this time. Um, but but someone actually found an RCE in my RCE. Oh wow! And, yeah, and they posted their proof of concept actually after uh, after that, and uh, uh, which is really cool. He's he's, he's this guy. He's, a, he's an awesome security engineer. Um, he actually works for a really big company too. Um, were well respected, and um, and so he he did this proof of concept where he was able to um, use the same uh, method as opening up a WebSocket on mm. on a Mac, and then from the WebSocket from the browser, he was actually able to pull up the calculator and the app, the calculator app from from the browser. Wow! What? Right? Mm. So you know what I'm saying? So you know you get it, right? So it's a big deal because yeah. because. Yeah, you, you're escaping. You're escaping the sandbox. I mean, right. in, in a whole nother level. Like people don't understand. Like all, all this protected stuff. Like it's crazy. Like say, like it'll bypass MDM, uh, MDM uh, provisions. I mean, I mean, you're talking about like a whole nother level of. I can't even access that because there's an MDM on here. But if we can just call it straight from the browser and it brings it up because it's just what's what's going on? Apple. Crazy. So, so here's, here's a feature, theory. That a feature. I have. Yeah. Feature. Absolutely. Feature. That'll be in yeah. the next iOS. Uh, so here's a theory I have when I was working at Sapira Viper labs who Avaya now owns them. Um, we did a exploit where we were able to remotely trigger the microphone on a Cisco phone because it's all yeah. HTTP requests, right? So all mm-hmm. these phones and all these communication devices, people rarely think about the security on those devices. Because in their mind, they're still looking at it as just a cell phone. And yeah. so the government, so Secret Service came and watched our demo of that specific exploit. And they were super interested in that because that would eliminate a lot of the need for them to be actually on site. They could drop, yeah. drop in on anybody. Um, right. And I can't help but think that some of these bugs and some of these you know, issues with OSs are already predetermined. And they're just denying the fact that they exist because they're being used by another party for a specific function. What's your thought on that? You're, you, you, you would be absolutely correct, a hundred percent. So, so these uh, features, right? These these things that are they are built into um, the OS, like iOS, AOS, BBOS, um, yeah, TVOS, uh, Tizen OS. Pebble OS, right? But 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 because there is a um, there's a standard, right? Um, that's uh, and that w- it may have to be a whole other podcast in itself. Um, but and uh, you know, so, which, which is it gets really deep. But but what you you'll be right because so when I say standard, all of these OSs for for IoT and mobile um, go off of essentially a, a domain, um, a root domain. So say like com com.apple.mobile.debug or like com.android.settings, right? You can see that they all follow the same structure, right? So uh, so this is one thing that the, and, uh, Pebble OS, all of these things, Tizen OS, same, same thing. So again, Tizen OS is, is just uh, like for, for Samsung TVs um, is, is using Tizen. And then uh, for this Samsung watches, uh, Galaxy Gear watches, right? There's Tizen OS, people, people in it, in the, it may look like a skin of Android, which it, it, it does have a little flavor to it, but it is operating a different OS, but the same structure either way, right? right. So 
uh, you know, uh, Android open source project, you know, under the hood, the skin on top, you know, so, but uh, now, now this is, you are correct, what I'm saying is these debug tools that are inside of these, in, inside of these um, OSs, the, the interface with the hardware, right, Sp particularly, let's just take, um, uh, let's just take a, like a Qualcomm chipset needs to have certain, uh, they all have the same, um, uh, you know, commands that we can execute, let's just say from, uh, from AT commands, let's just take AT commands, right, old school. Right. And this is the one thing I teach in, in my classes is like, I go back to the basics. Like I, you know, like we, we could open up some scripts or we can open up some programs, but, but let, let me teach you like the, the lower level execution of, of functionality on these devices and, and show you the commonalities. So let's just take like Android, uh, any Samsung Android. Um, and we can, and what we do is if we want to actually test for, let's just say we want to do screen tests or button tests. Um, you know, if we're using Qualcomm chipset, you know, star pound zero, uh, star pound is going to bring up this interface just for my dialer code, right? And then if we do the same thing on a, on a watch and, and, I, and I made some videos like this and I show, hey, those dialer codes that I showed you, you do this on the watch, it's going to bring up the same interface, exact same interface. So because it needs, these are debug protocols. Now, the issue is, is the, these debug protocols are being exploited. And their data is being, um, you can actually listen for their data on these because they operate on specific ports. Mm -hmm. the, the, that debug data, right? The debug data, air quotes on that, is being sent back out to the servers and being analyzed like what you were saying. Yep. And, and, I, and, I, and I do show this in, in many of the videos. And I always do everything live because I don't want people to, to, to think that I'm, you know, right. have a, it's a ruse. But you're right. You will be absolutely right. And then all of this data is being sent out back to being analyzed, right? And then if we can intercept that, which which I show people, like, yes, I can show you how to intercept that data. It's beautiful, honestly. Like, like it's a beautiful data set, like, like SQLite database with, uh, you know, really, I mean, just the structure is amazing. You know? yeah. But yeah, you're right so, about so it. This goes back to the days of like jailbreaking phones because a lot of that was getting access to that debugging program within the phones. Um, and that's the way that we could open them up and, and do whatever we wanted to with them. Um, but I, I don't think that the people manufacturing devices really put that much thought into it um, because every device is rushed out to the market. They want to make the money. They don't care about the security. They want to make sure that they're first to market this product and deal with the security issues later um right. and then you know then you get pressure from the government like with apple right and the terrorists that had the cell phones that they couldn't break into and yep. it showed like a huge table of apple iphones that the fbi was looking for someone to break into because they couldn't get the data or the intelligence off of it and so this brings me to another conversation where I was in a room with Microsoft, the lawyers from Microsoft and a couple of developers mm -hmm. and the Secret Service and the FBI and some other intelligence agencies. And they were talking about the Microsoft OS specifically for the NSA. And that was the mm -hmm. first time I'd ever realized that there are multiple OSs depending on who you are. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that the OS is for, let's say, the Secret Service or for you know, NSA are a lot more tighter than what we have. Um, and I can't help but think that there's always been that, and I hate to put the tinfoil hat on, but there's always been that 1984-ish big brother, you know, we want access to everything. And my whole theory goes back to 
the, the creation of the internet, right? So the military and DARPA came up with the internet and quickly they wanted it in every single home. We want to make this available to the public. Why? Well, now you have a device sitting in your home that they have access to. They don't need to, to ask your neighbor what's going on inside your home because now they have access into your home. And the same thing right. with like mobile devices. I think it's the same thing. I think that there are some bugs that maybe people miss, but I think there, there are some hooks put into the OS to enable law enforcement or government to be able to maintain and track people. Right. Yeah. It, yes, you're right. Um, so these, uh, th there are reverse shells that I have, that I have found, um, like, so, so rats, I found rats mm -hmm. in, in a lot of devices. So, um, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm current, one of my current projects that I'm working on is, is, uh, you know, Pegasus spyware, um, the analysis looking for the spyware in, in devices, you know, I, I did, I did put out a, um, you know, a decompiled, uh, versions on GitHub, uh, you know, several months ago, which, uh, you know, thanks to VX underground, uh, you know, they're the ones that actually put out a bunch of, um, you know, a, a, you know, put out a bunch of, you know, good research, let's call it research material, right? Let's right. <laughs> call it that, uh, you know, so, uh, so what I did was I, it went, when they announced that they had these, if anybody wanted them, and I, I said, uh, you know, I'm going to take this. I mean, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, I, you know, I'm doing my research, and then finally I can actually reverse this, and I'm going to put it out. Um, so there were four samples. Uh, so uh, um, decompiled them and then recompiled them uh, for, so that you could actually, you know, execute the applications. That you could actually run the APKs. The, the spyware APKs on your devices, like that's something that no one had done. Um, and, and, uh, so that for research, I mean, it, it's amazing. Right. And, um, uh, you, and the job is recompiled to a point where you can actually see how, you know, everything functions. And, um, you know, myself, I, I, I wouldn't put this out if I didn't try it myself, right. I installed the spyware, you know, the spyware on my devices and, you know, it, it was pretty interesting because, uh, you know, we we've been saying this whole time that uh, you know NSO created this, but the applications are in Chinese. That's so strange, too. I mean, that's like a light bulb. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I mean, I've heard of you know, I've heard of like this miss, you know, th this deceptive, uh, you know, like I know that so there's been some, um, you know, uh, some you know malware that's deceptive in that sense. That I think I've I've heard of it, right? Mm. Um, I've not seen it myself. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's possibly what it could be. I mean, it, but but like the binaries inside of these things, like all of it's in Chinese, um, you know, and, and really bad broken English. It could be a deceptive thing. Again, uh, I need, so I'm, you know, but, but, the, but the issue is, is that I've been like reversing and, and extracting now that I have seen the sample, right? All you need is a sample. This is how do we have a vaccine, right? Like, Right. Give me a little bit, right? And, and then we'll go forward. Whether you like it or not, you have something to go off of, right? right. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and then you, and, and again, maybe some sort of a confirmation bias if you're finding the same thing and we'll get into metaphysics, right? But uh, it's my, I don't know, it might be, who knows? It could all, I could be going crazy. But, uh, but the point, <laughs> the point is, is that, so I'm finding this all the way in, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, so like old, old phones, like old flip phones. Oh, right? yeah. oh, and yeah, like old devices, like, like, like this, like, uh, like, like old LGs, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, uh, you know, just, just old, old devices, Symbian OS, like 
it's all there. It's all these are right in front of us. Right. Right. Um, and so like I have Android down like really well. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so iOS is, I'm still trying to, to, it's a little, a little bit of a variant, but, but once I'm done with the research, uh, you know, I'll post everything, you know, so you can find it, um, you know, Amnesty International, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, citizen labs, they put out a, um, you know, they're, they're kind of a initial check for your spyware in your, in your devices, you know, program. But no, like, there's been like no contribution from the community to it. Um, it's, it's like, what's weird is like, it's like, Hey, you got a trending GitHub repo right now with the Pegasus spyware. I'm like, Oh, that's good. But nobody's actually using Nobody's it. reposting. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Like that, that, that doesn't help. <laughs> no. And that, that's one thing that, that really surprises me. So I was on the clubhouse talk when you were doing the, uh, iOS 15, 15, two, and people were shocked. And I was just like, what, why are you so shocked? Like, this has been going on forever. Like, yeah. the devices that we have, it's not just phones. It's TVs. It's Alexas. It's Nest doorbells. Mm. It's everything. And yeah. you can't tell me that an entire industry, a technology-driven industry, has that many flaws to where you can gain access to everything. That, to me, that screams, hey, this is an operation. This is something that's been going on for a very long time. And yeah. it kind of yeah. goes back to... I went to Perot Systems and I had an interview with them years ago and up in Dallas. And I went into their headquarters and they directed me to the malware creation lab. And I thought, wait a minute, well, why, why does the company have a malware creation lab? Yeah. But Perot Systems wasn't the only one. Lockheed Martin had their yeah. own malware creation lab. So you have to ask yourself, why would they need to create their own malware? And it's because of these you know yes, that's it, right that's new technology right. comes out and they have to stay on top of it. they got to look and see how they can maintain control of that 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 you're you're on point with that and gosh soon enough i'm gonna have you know I'm we're in this podcast right now so i was advised by my legal team not to say too much um mm -hmm. but but essentially uh, uh you, you know you're right right because because uh you know i i've been contracted by by big tech to to create these things mm -hmm. right and 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 you know I, i've disclosed a little bit on um you know dark web uh, podcasts mm -hmm. uh but but not the whole thing right and, and then i've kind of started leaking a little you know these these things that i've been doing and and actually putting out i've actually put out several zero days um but they are also have remediations to them right so that's my point is let, let me show you what's actually happening and here's some remediations that, that you, you know actions that you can take against it right like i'm not just gonna hey, here's a zero day and then you know have at it right you know so that's not my it's not my goal but um uh, you're right though i mean this is this is a real thing and, and people think like like it's it's the people that you pay every every day for your cell phone service making this it's the people that that that, that you know power your your you, you know have the lights on at your at, in your home it's the people that are delivering and make having the cable come to your tv they are the ones contracting people like me to create this stuff and calling them features i can't honestly i, I can't if when you see the documents man like it oh gosh it literally says these features that's in my contract these features yeah. and and then like so i'm gonna pay you a million dollars for these features 
and I'm over here brainwashed, dude. And I'm like, I, and it, and it took me a while to finally realize, like, yeah, this is features. I mean, but but I'm over here like because they're so smooth with it. Yeah. And they're like, here's a million dollars, and I'm like, it's a feature, of course it is. <laughs> and it's just it, it, it and it, I'm just but and so so the reason I'm coming out with all this stuff too is because it's not a feature, right? Like yeah. like these things are is are dangerous and and um you know what's done is done right uh you know but 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 i can help that's the thing right like so i've created what i've created you know asked by big tech to create these things and and uh, but but now um you know let me help let me help stop it right because it's out in the wild it's in the wild and people and these are literally being called features like we were just talking about like the bug bounty programs get out of here like yeah. come on like yeah it's crazy but what really kills me though is is everyday citizens like they hear it all the time on the TV. They hear it. They see it on movies. They, they see it in the media, but they act so surprised when it hits them in the face. And it's like, we've been screaming this for, for years since I've been in the yeah. industry, you know, telling people, Hey, look, this is vulnerable. This is vulnerable. This is what happens. But everybody is so concerned about having the latest and greatest technology and, you know, having these things in their home to where, you know, they can keep up with their next door neighbor, you know, and they don't understand that by doing that, by buying these shiny pieces of equipment, they're allowing other people into their life that they have no idea. They don't know them. They don't see them. They don't hear them, but they hear everything you do. Um, and that's why yeah. I try to tell people, like I, I do a talk on IoT security and I talk about security mm -hmm. cameras and, and the different devices and how they're used against you. And people are so shocked. And I'm thinking, why else would they give you this high tech? Why else would they connect you to the rest of the world? You know, and it's just common sense, man. So like disclosing some of the stuff and, and, you know, dealing with big tech, what, what are your fears? I mean, I, I know from my point of view that once you get on somebody's radar, it's hard to get off and they make yeah. things very, very difficult and very stressful. How, how have you dealt with that? Yeah, uh, it's, it's been, a, it's been tough. I, I gotta be, gotta be straight with you. Um, you know, uh, I was talking to Alberto Daniel Hill, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who's become just such a good friend, honestly, like family to me now, um, you know, literally like guiding me through this, this process. Like, like this is the life that I've, I've chosen because mm -hmm. of where I am in my life. Like, you know, my ethos, the way that I see the world now, um, here's what's going to happen next, basically. And it's, and it's like, it's, it's like on point. So, mm -hmm at first you're going to be dismissed right and and you're going to be called a liar you're going to be called a fraud right mm -hmm. and then you're you know then you comes the death threats and so yes that's true comes the death threats and then and then after that it's it's going to be like well they're going to try to reverse it on you mm -hmm. like like you know like this like you're just criminal. you know right exactly exactly mm -hmm. which which exactly what happened and uh it's exactly what it was it was it was just like it was just sequential and and uh that was just it's crazy because it happened to him right like the craziest thing that well, one piece that happened to him and he, he's a, a dark net diaries episode mm -hmm. 25 right yeah. uh they, they they like his government thought that that bitcoin was an actual coin mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying like I, I, you know it's crazy but but no, so 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 dealing with it was was tough. Um, I've had a lot of support, um, really great support. I mean, I mean, um, 
I, I can't even I can't even describe how thankful I am because, yeah, the death threats are real. You know, uh, you, you know, choose, choosing like you and I had talked about before, right? On, on you know, uh, previously, like last week, even this is a different life. You know, like 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 hacktivism. People think it's like it's anonymous, right? Like you're wearing a mat. Like anonymous is is a mindset, right? Of right. of not being um held down like you know like not being oppressed that's that's anonymous so anybody can be anonymous right mm. but um now uh, now and anon that's different right but right. anonymous is it truly is that mindset but um now and i say this because it seems like it's like if you choose this as like a glamorous <laughs> like it's super glamorous like you're a hacker right you can no uh not many people choose this path of like Full, full public disclosure like this right. um but i felt like i had no other choice um because of the things that i'm disclosing and and, and how vulnerable we are um the state of our security our data privacy uh, everything um you know i work with uh, with several uh, human rights groups um and and uh, and you know try to uh you know teach different um uh, you know, efficacies and, and uh, forensics and, and extractions and stuff. But uh, as far as the hacktivism goes, as far as hacking and 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 then disclosing, you know, and and trying to you know stay trying to stay ethical about it, like blacking out names of people, not to dis- not to uh, you know disclose their information and um, and try and doing this, you know, of course, uh, it's tough. You do get that pushback, and and there's. I can't, I honestly, like, it was tough for me and my wife because there is, well, what do we do? I mean, there's people, like, every car that, that passed by for, like, you know, several nights, she was just, just so, you know, worried about it. And then what I, I'm like, I've done this to my wife, like, why why I should just stop? But, like, at the same time, I'm, I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, so it's been, it's been tough. And so we're getting through it, though, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult way to live. Not only that, but, you know, they, there's there's definitely different phases to it, right? Like we talked about before, you know, it's a disbelief and, and the fraud, and then it's the paranoia, and then the paranoia yeah. gets really bad because they they pop up in places that you wouldn't expect, and yeah. things happen along the way that just like you know when you go to tell people they're like, no, you're just being paranoid, like no, bro, it's yep. real, like this shit happens, um, you yeah. know, and and when you get to a point when you get to a certain point where they've come down on you and taken certain things away from you and made things difficult you're left at a fork in the road right you're left either saying fuck it i'm already in this situation and they're already doing this to me i might as well just go you know full bore or you know what do i do where do i go to hide type deal sure um and i unfortunately took the took the previous path and got into a lot more trouble but i think the first time i noticed that, that things were going awry was when I started going to the airports and every time I went to get a boarding pass, it had the four S's on it. So me and Chris Roberts mm-hmm. used to joke about how many four S's we would get in a month. Um, and so just end up on like lists like that. And I end up on a no fly list and the OFAC list and just getting a bank account was difficult. So this yesterday or day before yesterday, I moved into my first apartment in years. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't even, I couldn't even put my name on a piece of paper. Like, yeah. Everything came with an investigation, um, yep. so it's definitely a different a different lifestyle. Um, I don't fear as much as I used to uh, because I've kind of slowed down things and, and really focused on helping. 
um, rather mm. than disclosing. Um, but yeah, I mean, given a chance, if, if I was to stumble upon anything else or, you know, there's a project that I'm working on right now that, that I may end up documenting, but things like that, I start thinking about the past 10, 15 years and what I've been through. And it's like, is it worth it? Is it not? Um, but when it comes to other people's safety and, you know, the general public and people who really just don't know, I feel like it's our responsibility to disclose that stuff because if we're not going to, these people who know nothing will suffer from it. The encroachment yes. of privacy and, and losing civil liberties and losing that freedom, we're mm -hmm. the ones who are supposed to protect that. And if we don't, right. we're all going to become sheep. So. You're right. I, I, I stand with you on that. I stand with you. Uh, who, who else will do it? Um, and it's so funny. It's so funny because... Um, when I started doing all this and I was starting, I was getting paid a lot of money by, by big tech. Um, my, my former business partner, John Sines, who, who stole $750,000, stole all my intellectual property. He still literally stole everything from me. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was like the universe was telling me like, you're going to have everything ripped from you because mm -hmm. what you're doing, you, you, you may have like, temporary like uh you know um relief right like and uh and then you know after that seven you know 50 was stolen i was like yeah i'm gonna make it back so i, so I made i made more money but i made another five hundred thousand, mm -hmm. and then that was just stripped from me like everything was just literally like like everything was taken and you know i stepped back and i'm like what is it for right like like yeah. if i don't it, I, I was just so angry at myself for a long time I, I like i was so frustrated at myself and 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 like disappointed in like my misplaced anger right um but it was literally it's like you know i don't i don't believe in god but i do believe in like the energies of, of the universe that, that guide mm -hmm. us and if we can listen right and we can feel that's going to like here's your sign like don't you get what you're doing? You're, you're destroying people's lives. So why? So I'm going to take everything from you until you realize that, mm. you know, um, you know, so had the Lambos, had the McLaren, had the Ferrari, had like, I just kept, you know, whatever it, honestly, if it was a supercar besides the Bugatti, I had it, you know, and, and then it, what was it for? Right. Right. What was it for? Because, uh, and, and that, and, and, that, and, you know, it makes me think like, is that all, is that all I was aiming for, right? That's all I, that's the greed that I had. That's like the, it, it was, it was like disgusting, right? Like when I look back on it and, um, you know, but again, that's where I had my misplaced anger in myself uh, was, was just beating myself up because I didn't have that money anymore. I didn't have right. that car anymore. Mm. And that's the problem. That was the problem. It didn't, I still hadn't let it go. You know what I'm saying? I still yeah. was angry at myself for not having that material item and, and, um, no, I, you know, a lot of things came into perspective, you know, um, so he, he, you know, he stole this money and, and everything and, and uh, people were always saying, well, you can easily make it back. And, and uh, yeah, but to, to what end? Yeah, like, exactly. To, to, yeah. So that, that's, that's, yeah, that's my point I mean, of that is. Yeah. yeah before, before um, I took my chances and had things done and, and had everything taken away from me. I was living in Dallas, had a really nice home, motorcycles and, and pretty much anything that, that you'd want. Right. Had a movie theater upstairs. Mm -hmm. 
And when I decided to take that path, everything disappeared. It was like everything yeah. disappeared. And, you know, I, I look back and I wasn't happy, obviously. And I was making decisions out of spite. I wasn't really like, you know, thinking about other people's well-being. Um, but now, like when I came back to the States, all I had was a backpack and a suitcase. That's it. Like I could carry yeah. everything in a backpack. And mm-hmm. you, you hear my Alexa going off. Yeah, but it's a it's a weird life, you know. And yeah, it is. I don't I don't miss what I had back then anymore. Um, because the small existence I have, I'm just thankful to have it because I know what it's like to, to be homeless, to not have money, to not have a job, to, to be pushed out. Um, so yeah, I mean, once you, once you change your mindset and you realize what you're doing and why you're doing it and who you're doing it for, I think makes a ton of difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I respect your, your journey. I think, uh, you know, when you started talking, I heard John clubhouse, I was like, I definitely got to get to know this guy because his mindset is, is exactly where mine's at. Um, and I think the whole wanting to protect people who can't protect themselves um, is big. But yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you being on the show and coming on here and, and discussing yeah. everything you've done. You know, it's pretty epic. Um, do you have any questions for me about podcast or about the community or, or you know, anything before we go? Yeah, how can, how can I send people to be involved in your projects or, or you have a community that, you, that you're actively involved with so that, you know, you can yeah. and join and, and have people join as well? Sure. Um, if you go to thehauntedhacker.com, uh, there's a Discord link. We have Discord. Um, we have a magazine. Uh, we, have all, we, have, we have all kinds of projects that we're doing. Um, and we all focus on giving back. Um, and good. just like... Yeah, just like any other group, you know, we, we've grown quite fast over the last year, uh, but we're always welcome, welcoming new people and we're, we're non-inclusive, right? So, so we don't, you know, kick people out because they don't know something or we only look for, right. you know, somebody who's in tech. Like we have 10 year olds all the way up to 60 year olds in our, in our awesome. discord. So yeah, um, definitely follow. And if anybody wants to yeah. follow you or, or learn more about what you're doing, where can they go? Where can the listeners go? uh yeah um uh, jonathan data one is everywhere uh just that that name you know uh i would do recommend i mean like um you know i I don't want you don't have to follow me uh share the content if you find if you if you if it impacts you if you feel like it impacts you um that's the that's the biggest thing you know um uh, i don't make youtube money uh you know i don't make anything off of it uh you know if you follow i appreciate it because you're interested in, in the message but um you know the share them share the content or even, even just like what i'm posting is not um it, I, I provide you all the facts that i can um and for you to be able you know make the decisions and perform these things on your own and i encourage you to please perform everything on your own that i'm teaching in the lives uh, that I'm putting in the GitHub repositories, ask the questions, um, and, and uh, you know, post comments anywhere. I'll, I'll see it, or, or some of my moderators will see these things too and, and, and help because that's the only way that you can help spread the message too is if you can perform these things on your own and, and see the results for yourself. So uh, I, that's, that's what I do ask is just to be inter- interested in, in seeing like, what this is all about, what's going on there's detailed instruction on how to perform everything I'm saying. 
Cool. Yeah. I appreciate Jonathan cool. and uh, thanks again for, for being on and obviously we'll talk very soon. I'm sure. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. It. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Man.